Welcome to Abiding Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget... You can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently airing a series on the Holy Spirit titled, The Missing Person. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Tonight we're in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. You know, we're talking about the missing person, biblical search for the third person of the Trinity. Verse 6, he says, But now, brethren, if I come to you speaking in tongues, what shall I profit you unless I speak to you either by revelation, by knowledge, by prophesying, or by teaching? So he says, if I come and speak to you in tongues, it's not going to be any benefit to you unless also I speak a revelation or a predictive prophecy or by knowledge, by prophesying, or by teaching. Even things, verse 7, without life, whether flute or harp, when they make a sound, unless they make a distinction in the sound, how will it be known what is piped or played? For if a trumpet makes an uncertain sound, who will prepare for battle? You know, I mean, do you hear that? You're like, what? You know, do I go to lunch or do I go to battle? You know, do I put my, my gear on or do I, you know, put my bib on? You know, what, what do I do? You know, and that's what he's saying. He says, you know, every, every trumpet, every blast has a sound that is significant so you know how to respond to it. So too, he says, so likewise, you, unless you utter by tongues words easy to understand, how will it be known what is spoken? For you will be speaking into the air. That's how effective tongues are within the church service. If you have people speaking in tongues in the church service and there's nobody there to interpret you might as well just be yelling into the air with nobody to hear. Verse 10, there are, it may be, so many kinds of languages in the world and none of them is without significance. Therefore, if I do not know the meaning of the language, I shall be a foreigner to him who speaks and he who speaks will be a foreigner to me. When I was in India or in Italy or any of the other places I've gone, Belize and some places in Belize where I went, I could go and talk to somebody and try to communicate with them, but they can't understand a word I'm saying, and I can't understand a word they're saying. You know, it was interesting, though. There is one word, and this is universal. I don't know if you knew this. There is one word that's universal in every single language in the world, and it means praise be to God, the word hallelujah. What was interesting, every language uses it. We were in India and we started singing, you know, just the pastors that were there with me. We started singing this song, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. And, and, and the Indians just took over and they sang, it was similar, but it was different. They sang their own Hallelujah song with their own words. It was really cool. But just to think, you know, here we are. I'm, I'm teaching inductive Bible study in the Bible college there in India. And I have an interpreter the whole time, but then we sing this song, Hallelujah, and everybody knows the word, right? Everybody sings the same Hallelujah. It's beautiful. And so th- there is no distinction in the things I'm saying to them. What I'm saying to them is worthless. What they're saying to me is worthless, and it can be frustrating. And so, so too, when you're speaking in tongues, 
I mean, if you're speaking in tongues and you don't know the interpretation, you can't even make gestures, you know? Like, I need to go to the bathroom, you know? You, you, you figure it out when you're in those places because you know what you're trying to say. But when you're speaking in tongues, you don't know what you're saying. And so, what benefit is it to you? What benefit is it? Well, it's a benefit to you, but what benefit is it to those who hear you unless they know the meaning? Verse 11, Therefore, if I do not know the meaning of the language, I shall be a foreigner to him, and he who speaks will be a foreigner to me. Every sound, every alert has a meaning. I don't know if you have this on your phone, but you have one whistle sound for your text messages, and you have one clink sound for your Facebook messages, and you have one noise for your ringtone, and another noise for your alarm, and another noise for a different type of alarm, and you have all these sounds that your phone makes until it makes a sound that you've never heard before. Have you guys ever been there? It's like, what in the world was that? Was that my phone? More recently, I don't know what happened, but it might have had to do with some sort of update or something like that. But now my phone, it's the best it's ever been. My ringtone is gone. Like, I, I never hear my phone ring. It doesn't ring. I, I have to actually go in and turn it up. It, like, turns itself all the way down. It's not on Do Not Disturb. It's not that. In fact, I don't even, I bought this watch. Good thing, because now I know my phone's ringing because my hand starts to buzz. Bzzz, my go. Somebody's calling me, you know, or if I have my earphone in, then, they, then I can hear them in my earphone. But other than that, I just miss calls all the time, which is beautiful. <sighs> I don't want to hear your tongues. I don't want to hear, you know, <laughs> just kidding. No, I, I want to get all of your calls. Really, I do. Later. Anyway. Oh, Paul belabors this a bit, but this is the point. Verse 12. Even so, since you are zealous for spiritual gifts, let it be for edification of the church that you seek to excel. Remember, what are we supposed to pursue first? Love. And so it should be our heart and our desire to build up the church that we seek to excel in spiritual gifts. If our desire to excel is anything but love and to build the church... If it's to build myself and, oh, look how gifted I am, or look how, how spiritual I am, or, or whatever. And there's all those motivations. I mean, we can't escape them. You know, that's the sad thing, is that we want spiritual gifts. We want to prophesy because we want to tell them the dirt, right? We want to tell them, you know, this is what the Lord's saying to you, you know. We don't really like it when the Lord says something to us, but, you know, I mean, and that's, we know our own hearts. We know that that there's that temptation to be super spiritually gifted and to have all these powers to heal people and to raise the dead and to, to speak life into people and to you know, correct those who need correction. And, to, you know, and, and we, we have this wicked desire for those things. And that's why back to pursue love and seek that it's to edify the body to build up, you know, to help, to bind up the brokenhearted, to, to set the captives free. That should be our heart that we seek to excel. I think that this is probably something that we have to think about whenever we think about spiritual gifts because our motives can change everything. You know, how we close ourselves down to the blessings of God and close ourselves down to the filling of the Spirit and close ourselves down to spiritual gifts because our hearts just aren't right. 
And we become more like Simon the sorcerer who wants to pay money to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit than we are like those who would have a a simple heart like Mary who would sit at the feet of Jesus. And so we have to remember that, that our motives are coming into this and why it starts out with pursue love and that the love is the more excellent way that that becomes supreme and that becomes our motivation and that becomes our idea of, of edifying the church or building up the church that we seek to excel. Verse 13, Therefore let him who speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret. And I guess I should pray that. That I would be able to interpret. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is the conclusion then? I pray with the spirit and I will also pray with understanding. I will sing in the Spirit, and I will also sing with understanding. Evidently, you can sing in the Spirit, too. I've never tried that, but that's kind of cool. Otherwise, if you bless with the Spirit, how, who, how will he who occupies the place of the uninformed say amen to your giving of thanks? See, again, he's saying that praying in the Spirit or speaking in tongues is giving thanks, since he does not understand what you say. For you indeed give thanks well, but the other is not edified. And so if you want to use your gift in public, pray that you would have both gifts. That way you can be a benefit to people. Or save your tongues until you're in a small group and you're testing out to see if somebody else has the gift of interpretation. And then if if they don't, then that's okay. Then you just leave it. I've, I've been in that group before. About 10 of us sitting in a room. Nobody knew they had the gift of interpretation. Somebody spoke in tongues and we waited. And this little quiet girl, she's like, I have the interpretation. And then she spoke it out and it was beautiful. Like I said, like a fresh drink of water when she spoke it out. Everybody in the room. I mean, it was funny because she, she was just sitting there quietly and everybody else was like, well, when I heard it, I, this kind of came to mind and Everybody's like, yeah, that's cool. And, you know, and, but then when she's like, I have it, and she spoke it, it was just obvious. I mean, everybody knew. Everybody knew that was what it was. So if you want to use your gift publicly, or not just in a small group, then you should pray for the gift of interpretation so you can edify the body, the church. And that should be our motivation, to, ha- to have any tool in our belt that makes us feel special. <laughs> That we should, we should be able to do it, not just to feel special, but to add benefit and, and bring edification to the church. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.